our final episode in the podcast series, It's Time to Talk, a campaign we've been running on social media about mental health, well-being. And during these podcasts, hearing from our guests that have kindly joined us. Hi, I'm Terry, Director of Ellington Timepiece. I started designing watches from my bedroom. I named my first collection after my dog, who helped me whilst I was struggling with mental health. Two years on, I'm selling my watches around the world while helping to raise awareness for mental health. I am Believing Bruce. I have got a sensational YouTube body language project going on and I also deliver mental health programmes in the corporate arena. My name is Emily Pearson and I'm founder and managing director of Our Minds Work. I have 22 years working in the mental health field with young people and adults, but the past four years have been working specifically in workplace mental health. My name is David Simpson. I'm locality manager for Mental Health Matters. We specialise in providing employment support, advocacy services, floating support and housing support. I love the fact that, Terry, you've turned, you know, what happened to you. You almost used what happened to you as, I am going to turn this around. Mm. You've turned your life around in a way that is just unimaginable. And I bet when initially it happened, you wouldn't have placed yourself at 16 where you are now. No, not a chance. I mean, if someone had said to you, if you'd went to see one of those... Town more mm. fortune tellers. You know, you know, I want me, I want me pound back. They would never, you would never believe. Or a tenner. No, or a tenner. Yeah. no, no way. I mean, when when I, God, no, no chance. I mean, when I was sixteen, I definitely did not think I'd be in the position where I am. And to be honest, even kind of maybe nineteen, twenty, I probably didn't think I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Um, especially opening up and talking about uh, mental health. It's been a journey, I think, for the last two years, especially for me, kind of opening up and talking about mental health and also actually still struggling with with mental health Um, I never thought at 16 definitely that I mean I was in the house of Fraser in 2018 with the pop-up stand with the Sheba collection and the thought beforehand going in and standing there and talking to people about what I've created never in a million years I think I'd do and I remember going up to people and my hands would be shaking and that was because I struggle with social anxiety so going over to someone and holding this leaflet while it's wafting in the air kind of would you like to come over that kind of thing but I also found that talking about my story and talking about it it opened up so many different conversations with other people as well I love what's just happened there I don't even think you realised you've done it but obviously I, I see both of those things as huge achievements I might have been referring to the business model mm. itself. Mm. You straight away, without even realising that you've done it, your biggest achievement in your head, and mm. rightfully so, mm. is you talking about what you've been through, your story, mm-hmm. talking about how you've dealt with it. That is your biggest achievement. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you even subconsciously recognise that is a huge step forward. You know that you've overcome mm. and still still mm-hmm. dealing with a lot yeah. of those things. Yeah. But what you've managed to achieve, I think, is in, in both senses there, as, as a business and as the fact that you're in this position now Thank that you're you. talking about it and you're opening up about it I think is absolutely yeah. fantastic I'm just I'm I'm just taking one day as it as it as it comes because that's one of my coping mechanisms is to do that and I'm hoping that if my story if my business anything can help inspire other people and if there was somebody at 16 like I was maybe if I'd maybe heard something like this like us now talking it probably would have helped me but that's why I do what I do and to try and help you know, maybe inspire someone else. Yeah. I think for me, when I became unwell, there nobody was talking like men- about mental health the way that we do today. The only thing that I was offered really was medication and I was sent to hospital a few times for MRI scans to find out what was going on with my brain because they really didn't understand the depth of my illness. So for me, 
getting into the mental health field and studying psychology and counselling and then actually getting into work was part of my recovery. Mm -hmm. That's how I recovered, by learning about what my brain was doing, why it was doing it, why I was thinking and feeling the way I was. So it was at the beginning, it was all part of helping me recover. And then once I'd recovered, it just continued to be now I wanted to share what I know, some my knowledge, based on my own experience to help people to not have to go through what I went through because the help for me wasn't there. It wasn't there like it might have been for you, Terry. It was like 22 was, years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. And when I left school at 16, I left with no GCSEs because mm. my mental health problems had stemmed from my earlier teens. Mm. And now I'm 43-year-old with my own, own mm. company working in this mm. field with a long career mm. and would like to think over those years I've helped many people to their own path through recovery I think well. I think it's really important to sort of acknowledge what, what Emily's saying there because go back 22 years or whatever mm. it was when Emily was unfortunately going through through her own you know predicament and, and story and journey man 22 years let's actually understand the context 22 years we're talking like cave person times in relation <laughs> to mental health like we have seen a rush like yeah. especially over the past maybe five years where mm. it's there you, you go past this five year mark and, I, and I'm telling you, man, to have gone through that 22 years ago and they've got no idea what you're talking about, it's definitely not socially acceptable. It, 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 it's maybe not even accepted that you've got something here that actually is, is it, it's not your choice. It's without outside your gift to do something about it. So, again, I think it's important to, to acknowledge that. Like, past the five-year mark, we, we were in a barren wilderness from support and education and, and all this type of stuff, you know? I remember um, being, when I was 16, like you just said there, you know, I was I went to the doctors and they they literally just said, you're 16, you're doing your GCSEs, you'll get over it. And that's that was the, that was the result that I got back just from them. So I was stuck doing my GCSEs at home, not really knowing which way to go. And it was once I was 18, it, it just seemed to be just this number that once I was 18, the doctors looked at me differently. It was is almost, it, all right, well, we can now put your medication. Just because of a number, it was almost like, oh, well, you're 16, you'll get over it. A game of statistics. Right. Yeah. But if you know that something's not right with you, do not put down that bone. If you are out there and you feel that you are, you know, not as you usually should be or you're, or you're noticing it, go and get help and do not put that bone down. Mm. That's my advice that will be given you. You know yourself better than anybody else. That's 100% right yeah. as well. If we were to do, you know, this session and say, okay, how can we improve our physical health? Well, God, there's 10 million ways to do that because physical health is such a, a broad brush title. And it's the same with mental health as well. It's like we talk about mental health, if it's something specific, it's, a, it's something tangible. It's something that everybody immediately understands what we're talking about, and it's not. So when you go to the doctors and you say, oh, you know, I, I've, I've hurt my cough, at least they've got an area mm -hmm. and you've got an area where you can go and present yourself. So, you know, next week I'm going to... The, I'm going to the hospital. I've got a physical health problem. That I, so it's my Achilles. I can't run my Achilles or so. so I, I know, but I know where the pain is. I, I don't know what's the matter with me, but I can see it. It's down here. I think it's even now, it's so much more difficult mm. for you to even acknowledge yourself in your mind. Well, where is that pain? How, like, how can I even start verbalizing it? 
So it, it, it and again, it, it it's such a it's such a different context because you can say, well, this is the area I need you to look at for physical health, mm-hmm. but for mental health. But again, if you just feel, you know, and if you've got the the bonus of being able to become aware that you're feeling differently, that that's really the only KPI that you need to go yeah. and, and and at least start chatting about with someone, be it a health professional or somebody else. It's the first step in it because it's the fear that nobody else will understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and coping with that as well. So I think one of the important takeaways for today is if, if somebody feels as if they are struggling with their mental health, to speak to somebody either that they trust to have that conversation, but to get professional help is to seek professional help. Nobody knows we need professionals who are able to do that. But it could be easier than you think initially once you've made that first move, once you've talked about it. And mm. that is the the thing that, you know, brings us back to where we began. And at this stage, really, it's closing thoughts from everybody, really. You know, I mean, we've, I don't know about you, but I've learned so much. If nothing else, we hope that this has helped you at least relate to some of the things that are covered, at least in some areas, and maybe just think more consciously about how are you feeling? Maybe it is time to talk. Closing thoughts from our guests, please, if we can start with Terry. Yeah, I just hope that everything that you know we spoke about today, that if there's someone listening, can recognise and you know, like I did when I was 16, I, I couldn't understand. Maybe if you're at that that early stage where you're going through it and you don't really understand, or whether you're at that stage now where you've had it for a while now, a couple of years, and you, you know, you're learning still from it. I just hope that everything that we've covered, you know, can can even just help one person. Um, yeah. Bruce. So every video that I put on my Believe in Bruce YouTube body language channel starts and ends with the same thing, is that I explain why people do certain things and how the brain, how the hormones react with the body so they can think, feel and act that little bit better. That's at the start of every single one of my videos. If you can think and feel that little bit better, you're more aware of it, you can put that different lens on, understand Mm -hmm. that narrative, you're going to be a better version of you. Yeah, so it's again it's about understanding how, how you how you, not anybody else, how you think, feel and act and how you could do it that little bit different. But also at the end of the video I always close with these two statements. Be kind to yourself and each other. It starts with you being kind. Yeah, there's so many benefits if you're kind to yourself, if you show yourself gratitude, if you appreciate the stuff that you're really good at, but then once your light's shining a little bit brighter, sprinkle some of that on somebody else as well. Emily. Um, one of Our Minds Work's aims this year is to help to drive down the work-related stress, anxiety and depression statistics. So I think for me, if any of the listeners out there are in a role of leadership who are able to make a change to do that, if stress was a chemical, there would be hazard stickers on it, there'd be risk assessments to say how to handle it and how to keep people safe from it. So I would like people to take action to protect the mental health of other people because prevention for us really is key. And David? Yeah, prevention is also really important for us as well and it's about looking at early interventions and I think, you know, I, I genuinely hope that it, this has been really helpful for people at home. And I think if people take one thing away from today, is about talking. Um, and that is really, really important to do. So it sometimes is the hardest step. But I think talking about it is the first step to, to, to getting better mental health, whatever it looks like for that individual. Um, if you'd like to hear more on my story, you can visit our website at ellingtontimepiece.com and also follow us on social media, which is just Ellington Timepiece. Um, we talk about my story and mental health.
If you're interested in helping yourself think, feel and act that little bit better, you can catch me on YouTube at my Believe in Bruce channel. That's Believe in with an I-N-G. Or if you're interested in corporate mental health programs and performance programs, you can catch me and Professor Pat Tissenden at Huddle Culture. To hear more about our corporate and workplace mental health programs focusing on work-related stress, prevention and management, you can find us on ourmindswork.com. To find out more about Mental Health Matters, you can visit us at mhm.org.uk. Thank you from me, Chris Felton, to you for listening. And most importantly, I hope you've found it in some way useful, like I said before. On our website, there is a full list of information, advice and support. If you've enjoyed, please do share. And most importantly, talk. That's been the whole idea behind this. Thank you again.